craving is kind of like an electrical current that runs through our lives. It, we can maybe see something of our uh, situation, you know, of this organism being in this environment, this human dilemma. It's, it's like we're, uh, think of a electrically activated gripping robot, you know? And the hunger is what moves us around looking for something to grab onto. And that the electricity comes through the arm and when we find something, grabs it. So it's that energy of the seeking and it drives the gripping, but the gripping has a very special function. Imagine if there were cravings and there was no gripping. It would still be a driven life but it wouldn't be full of all of these uh, uh, terrible um, stopping points trying to hold the, the river that won't be held. I mean, it's still kind of tense to be always driven by, you know, a thirst for what's next and what's next, but at least it just keeps moving around. But here that grabbing. And that grabbing is what exactly sustains the sense of me. In the grabbing we become right there. As one of my teachers, Venerable Punaji, said, the self is tension. In that gripping, the tension of the organism gathers into a knot, and that's what feels like me. And now, there's the accumulation of all the patterns of how I grip, why I grip, when I'm going to grip next, how I gripped last year, <laughs> right? All the patterns of gripping. And the contemplation now is in to touch this feeling of the gripping, making a me. Now, if it's a gripping, we can start maybe something simple like sense pleasures, right? So you can go with pleasure or pain or move around between them or whatever works for you. Because in the pain, you're searching for the pleasure of getting out of it. And in the pleasure, when we get it, we hold on. That's mine. That's me. That's I am right there. 
What's the experience of that in the body? What's the mental experience, the emotional experience of holding on to that person, that contact, that pleasure of a object or a, a sight, a sound? And like these other teachings in the Dhamma, the spectrum, the range of this is huge. It can be the most subtle gripping onto biting into a grape. We become that, that one savoring and the quality in that moment is very subtle but it's absorbed into it. Or we can be the one that's gripping onto the uh, some terrible action of harming someone. Because that's, that's the, what's going to feel good right there. It could be verbal harm. It could be physical harm. It could be anything in between. It could be a gripping onto whatever it was that you touched or touch now in that craving for pleasure and fear of pain, the sense of tightening that becomes me. The body becomes here I am. The mind holds and wants to sustain that pleasure. To touch something like this, you want to give yourself and your partner the gift of plenty of time, plenty of space. So if you find yourself rushing, if you find yourself talking continually and fast, I can't say as a, you know, as a fixed rule that your practice isn't strong right then, but it's real possible that right then you're, you know, in the thinking about it. That's the easy part. Do the real work of meditation. Your mindfulness and concentration, your investigation, energy, even the joy of awareness, knowing something. Let that serve you now. Continue to cultivate your practice. As you explore the sustenance of the self in the gripping,
pausing, knowing what the experience is, and relaxing, allowing, enables the mind to dwell there and touch the qualities of experience. And this is where speaking the truth in meditation is possible and listening deeply. Continuing with this contemplation, you might, if you care to, open the mind to the other aspects of thirst, becoming and non-becoming. And again, the thirst is driving the organism. And then there's, let's say, contact with another person, for example. And the chance for fuel for me, the food for my becoming, and the gripping of the hand, the tension of I am, oh, he sees me, she sees me. or the thought arises of some sort that one will be special or accomplish one's goals and I hold, grip, become. Or the organism's moving through the world and comes upon another And the fear of becoming, the urge to get out, to get away, to become invisible in that moment. And there's a gripping around experience. And I am, I am the one in retreat, in fear. I am the one who longs to disappear. It's all the same dynamic. And you're pausing and touching into that root dynamic. The sustaining of the self through the gripping. The tension that moves maybe in the most subtle way in the mind. You know, maybe you just have to really settle the mind to touch it, or maybe it's really big, like deep, powerful fear that grips the body. Well, that's obvious. I'm scared. I'm out of here. Or I want, and it's very obvious, but it can be very subtle. Instant by instant, very subtle. But it sustains the process. 
So you're really invited to take your time to pause because even now we become with each other. There's no rush. Much better to meditate and touch those few words of truth. That's the opportunity here at this retreat right now. Let the practice that you've done come forward to support you as you settle into this emergence, not knowing what's next. As you continue this contemplation, it's useful if you can be clear that the gripping into a self doesn't always create some bad self. You might grip into your generosity. You might grip into being compassionate. And still, there's this energizing of becoming. I am. And sensing into that, whether it's a beautiful thing that the self is doing or something harmful. Look for the underlying essence of that. It can be very wholesome and still be gathered around a self. I suspect that happens quite a bit here. So the pause, the refinement of mindfulness, the support of sufficient tranquility and equanimity to dwell and touch where you don't usually touch, to know what you don't usually know. Take your time. I'd like to give you a couple of minutes right now to explore with your partner, how's the practice going? How's the pausing, the meditative element? Don't talk about the content and right now, just how's the actual uh, meditative aspect of your practice going? Sometimes the gripping around self and its results in the world in action are small, sometimes they're sweet, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're horrific. It's the shared human condition that we're looking at here. And
constant uh, pushing of the force of hunger and all of the actions, all of the actions that come from it, all of the speech that comes from it, all of the mental activity that comes from it. The accomplishments and the misdeeds, large and small, driven. <coughs> and the world is like this. We look around, we look around at our lives and we look around at the world at large. Everything from politics and finance to the most intimate relations. Moving in the same stream. From one moment of satisfaction to another moment of dissatisfaction, the aging and death of the body and all that that brings. <coughs> Will the hunger ever be satisfied? Is it even possible? lastingly satisfied. And we can ask, is this the only choice? Is this the only way it could be? Is any kind of life possible? That is not driven, not gripping, not in the constant reaction. It is so, so common. the constant reaction, gripping and hunger that's the source of so much stress and sorrow. Is there an alternative? It's not always easy to imagine such a thing, but there are certain places in our lives where we can see a difference in exactly this direction. 
some classic examples that the Buddha gave are referring to some specific uh, aspects of these follow-on effects of the grasping. It's like being out of debt. You've been in debt all your life, always trying to make it up. Then you're out of debt. having been ill. It's like regaining one's health. The body having been tired, decrepit, uncomfortable, unable to function well, and all of a sudden it can. Wow. We can even look to those times in our life when we were so driven by hunger and so blind to it that the stress and the sense of self built around that stress was obviously bigger than perhaps it is right now as you sit here, right now. not abstract. It's this very life. What is this possibility? What is it for you? Let the answers emerge. Let them emerge from the silence. Don't force them. Take your time. How have you known this diminishing? of the force and the gripping, the obsession, the blindness. And how have you known whatever is good that comes out of this? Do you know it now? Any of it, a taste of it, even as the body sits here, as the mind is aware.
So what would be spoken and what would be heard now that would benefit, that would rest on the practice that you've been doing together, that would rest on the aggregate of pauses, the goodwill, what would be known now? about what it's like to be out of bondage, out of the desert. Just these last few minutes. Letting your practice support you both. In whatever might be touched. And if you care to offer your thanks to your partner, you couldn't do this practice without them. And we'll gather together. Thank you.